new name, no gimmicks, except for the gimmicks that we about to talk about. Stimson on Nitro, ladies and gentlemen. The inaugural podcast. As my brothers are dragging me upon this mission to watch old school wrestling. And all this foolishness. I would like to go ahead and and argue that we are not going to start this off by calling this old school wrestling. There's no AWA. There's no NWA. We're not not watching world-class championship wrestling. We're not watching. What's wrong with with world-class championship wrestling and Mid-South championship wrestling? I just I just got a problem with you calling 1995 old school. It is old school. Get used to it. Y'all get known. (laughs) Y'all don't accept it, but y'all too are getting known. 1995 was just the other day. For real. For real. (laughs) Yes, folks. They might not admit it, but we were talking old school wrestling because we are reviewing WCW Monday Night Nitro. Yes, the first episode. Forget Thunder, forget Super Saturday Night, forget all that nonsense. We're talking about the main flagship program. We're talking about the host. Let's let's just jump into it. So, by the way, you, if you've listened, no, to this we before, need to introduce ourselves. No, yes, that's that's Chris. <laughs> I'll still introduce myself. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Chris, aka Playmaker. Okay, and it's Ridge, aka Ridge exclamation point, aka the Zodiac. And it's your boy, Thomas, a.k.a. Stimpy, a.k.a. Big Stimp. Uh, by the way, I just ruined it. Opening uh, episode, who's headlining? Big Bubba. One, uh, just a terrible wrestler. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you, got, you hate Big Bubba? <laughs> with all my heart. I love you, Big Bubba, man. We'll he can about, move for that size. Man, before we get started about all this stuff that we're going to talk about, man, how are we going to start off the show with a hand zapper with your boy, Big Mike? Puppy the way it. Oh, my gosh. Speaking that's, of which, okay, let me break I, it down. I'll talk about more of everything else in my final say. We but, got our announced team of Bischoff, <laughs> Mongo, and the Brain Heenan. For those who don't know, Mondo is Steve McMichael. I know him as a football player. They only probably yeah. know him as a wrestler. Bro, okay, <laughs> shout out the Bears. He, he talked about winning the Super Bowl, and you'll get to see. He brings in some re- football friends to come wrestle. Yeah, we see the fridge. So, yeah, you also get to see Kevin <laughs> Green. You get to see some people come in and do some stuff because of Mondo. So this and- is officially the first episode of Nitro coming to you. On September 4th, 1995. 1995. From Bloomington, <laughs> Minnesota. Bloomington, Minnesota? Yes. The Mall of America, ladies and gentlemen. And I was 16 years old. Well, I was five. So, being five and Nitro was on. This is like early Nitro. Don't y'all like the symmetry? He was five. I was 10. Chris was 16. We got all your age differences messed up. Yep. The first match. Was Liger versus Brian Pillman for six minutes and 52 seconds. The second match was the U.S. title match between Sting and Ric Flair. Sting was their champion. It was eight minutes and 43 seconds. That went to a no contest. And then we got Hulk Hogan defeating Big Bubba Rogers in a WCW World (laughs) Heavyweight title match. (laughs) Big Bubba! (laughs) Hogan came out there with Jimmy Hart. So now that y'all know what the matches was, man, let's just start it off. Best moment. What was your best match? Oh, best match. My, my best match, hands down, is Sting and Flair, even though it was only 
eight minutes. That's BS. You know, they couldn't even get started by the time that was over. But when you got an hour, you got to make it quick. Uh, but yeah, you got two greats always putting in good work. Uh, you got they Flair always Bonkin. work so good together. Yeah. And uh, you'll get used to terms no contest a lot in WCW. You know, just going to hear that regularly. It's no contest, baby. <laughs> I too went with Flair versus Sting. Oh. Because I love the way. Flair, God, Sting around that ring, man. Like, sometimes Sting get lost if he in a match with somebody that don't know what they're doing. But when he in there with Flair, it's always smooth. It's always good. I went with Justin versus Brian. Oh, Jushin. Oh, is it Jushin? I'm sorry. Jushin. Introducing the world to Lucha Libre. You know, this man out here First of all, that's shocked. My brother's a shock that I don't remember this dude. I've never heard this dude in my life till I watched this match. First of all, do you want do you want us to tell us what you thought of him? <laughs> yeah, for real. Do, can we put you on blast? Go ahead. All right, Reggie. This man texted us and said, oh "Hey, this God. dude in the mask is this white dude, right? This Japanese dude is white." <laughs> I don't know what made him think he was white. <laughs> like. I was like, the, the outfit he's in has some white on it. Like, <laughs> Well, you have to apologize because I know there was a lot of cultural appropriation back in them days. <laughs> I'll t- tell you what they wasn't going to do is have a white man come out and pretend like he's Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Because WCW had a deal him. with New Japan Pro Wrestling, so they needed to use actual Japanese wrestling. <laughs> uh, but you, you well, good for them cultural appropriation can we can we bring up just, just a split second because it's not going to be my worst moment or worst match for anything but y'all saw umaga right not umaga um kamala you saw kamala and shark oh, and all yeah. that's who that was i was trying i was like i was trying to remember i was like is that who i think it is but i couldn't yes. remember i was like who? i was like i remember these that's guys think, yeah. with his painted belly painted belly dog <laughs> this nigga where is he from atlanta out here acting yeah, like he's he like, African. Was, <laughs> so disrespectful. Bad stuff. Some bad stuff. So man, disrespectful. With my man from College Park out here doing that, man. Come on. Yeah, man. with a grass skirt on and his belly painted. But yeah, uh, flying Brian Pillman. No, nah, I like I like the showmanship of that match. Mm-hmm. You'll get used to it. Brian Pillman has some quality. You'll see some other matches. You're gonna like. Nah, I like. I used to rock with Flying Brian. Straight up. Mm-hmm. So now we know there was only three matches on the show, and we didn't name two of them as our best. Yeah, they made a big one to the worst match of the night. <laughs> oh, easily the worst match of the night featured two people who were sports entertainers, not wrestlers, because they don't know how to wrestle. And that would be Hulk Hogan and Big Bubba, two trash wrestlers, two trash people. Just I'm arguing very hard with that. The big boss man has some great matches. I was gonna say that I, I was that was yeah. my first thing I was gonna ask y'all. That was yeah. the big boss man. I was gonna it say they wouldn't fool right me now. with this big bubble. Let me tell you right <laughs> now. Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> he has four-star matches with Mr. Perfect. He has four-star matches with lots of uh Rick Rude. Hey, hey, hey. Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning can both have four-star matches with a mop. So I don't want to hear. And he talked about... Oh, no, they didn't have some bad matches now. Now We're not going to forget that they wrestled the Ultimate Warrior. I'm not going to let you put Big Bubba 
at uh, Hulk Hogan's level. Let me tell you. Let me Big tell Bubba you can jump. Big he Bubba's, can run. Big Bubba slash Big Boss Man's greatest achievement in wrestling was being hung by The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Oh that was I was laughing and happy. I was like, kill it. Boo this man. He is no, a terrible wrestler. I was laughing at somebody. Just because hung. a big dude, well, he was white. Just because a big dude is uh, able to jump two feet in the air. Or like lay on the ground. Oh yeah, he's big and athletic, man. I love it. Don't mean Jack Diddley. This man cannot wrestle. As you'll see pretty soon, he's gonna start having to pull out the wooden, you know, whatever, like knockout stick, because that's how he's gonna have to beat it. This man cannot wrestle. Wood knockout stick. Ah, We get into the end of the boss, man. We know his heyday was in the late '80s, early '90s, but hey, he was was the man. How hard did they try to sell that match, though? I tell you what, man, you can look forward to Hulk Hogan pretending like he's dying on the weakest shit for these next 10 years or however long. Because <laughs> this man, Hogan, is the worst wrestling seller of all time. Let's start Nitro with that. All y'all I'll fans take, out there I'll listening take, to <laughs> let me let y'all know Hulk Hogan is the worst wrestling seller of all time. The way he sells shit, who trained that man? <laughs> The Hulkster brother, you know. I hate um, it. Hulkster. The match is terrible. It goes on. No, nah, it was the it, yeah. It's it's just everything about it was just like wow. And I'm sick of this gimmick. Uh, this Hulkamania. And since we crushed on Hulk, why did I think as a little kid he had one of the best finishing moves of all time to see that the leg day. drop? And I was like, literally a leg drop, literally. This is yeah. what we used to get excited for. Yeah. <laughs> was a, a used to see that big boot and rise to your feet. <laughs> it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> used to jump off the couch and get hyped. Now I'm watching that yesterday. Like, really? This is what I got hyped about as a kid. And I'm telling you, the worst thing too is like Savage is a better finisher with the elbow drop. You know, you got some uh, Flair and Sting have their uh, submissions. Like, there's so many better finishers out here. But hey. Now we can move on to the best moment of the night. So for me, the best moment of the night was just getting to see Sting. You know, got to love Surfer Sting. It's while it lasts. It's great. It's wonderful. You know, that's what I would let's call a big man that moves. Because, you know, Sting is 6'4", 6'5", jacked to the gills. And he actually is athletic and can move, unlike Big Bubba, but that's okay. He's not Uh, big, though. Sting is muscly. When I say big, I mean fat. <laughs> oh, a gentleman or gentlewoman can be big and not fat. How's that? Uh, man, good question. You, you yeah, you was about to name fight. a big fat woman. <laughs> <laughs> My best moment was the return of Lex Luger. Return of the legs. I love how they handled it, man. Because Return of the legs. If you watch this episode and you don't know what was going on in the current times, you know Lex had just had his whole bus tour getting ready to slam Yokozuna and all that horse shit happened. And as soon as he was done in the main event, I think he might have even been on Raw that same night. Yeah, because it's pre-taped. Because it's so pre-taped. And this man showed up. <laughs> At the Mall of America, and I love how Bischoff showed it. Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> oh, that was excellent, man. We that's a preview of what's to come in the future. All right, and for me, 
my worst moment of the night. Best, oh no, it's supposed best. to be your best. Oh my best, bad. Worst. Best moment. My best moment of the night is the juicing move that he did on Brian on Flying Brian off the turnbuckle. Oh, okay. That move was yeah. super dope. I, I was with that. And I thought he had him too. And of course he got out of the pen. This yeah. is wrestling. Also like to point out, because it's not my worst move of the week, but in this match, it was second. Uh you see Flying Brian goes for a hurricane run off the top rope and Juice and Liger turns the wrong way. Like Pillman swung around the left side of your shoulder. Why are you turning to the right and flipping? What in what world does that look like a realistic move, Jushin? Man. Oh man, Bobby's like, oh man, that's a, a crazy move. You see, Bobby, stop. No, we're we all watch that. We're not gonna pretend like we didn't. Oh, Bobby, uh, Bobby tries to cover up so much. Hey, I love that <laughs> By the way, I love the announcing team. Great announcing team. They did it's their great. job. They were entertaining the hell out of me. Oh yeah, they, uh, you gotta wait because it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better because Mondo, Mongo, and the brain are going to keep going back and forth. It's going to be great for years. Uh, worst, are on the moment. worst moment. Worst. Okay, because this is going to be the first of Drake many. Personally? First of many of the exact same worst moments. And my oh, worst no. moment is Hulk Hogan's skin. Just happen to look at Hulk Hogan's skin what? while he's wrestling. That like I was like, this man has not. This man should have stage four skin cancer. Wouldn't right he now. look oh so much better <laughs> if he cut that hair off? Oh my god, please! Just like, cut we that hair off. That, too. that is the grossest. Thing. Hey, why does his hair look like a toupee? It's I, my my thing is like, bro, you're fully bald. Stop living in this reality where you put a bandana on your head and people don't know. We all. I know. tell you why his hair look like a toupee because this man was getting his ball spot lined up <laughs> because nobody's ball. Spot is naturally that perfect where it just stops on a dime like that. Oh. He was getting that ball spot lined up. It looked like it looked like <laughs> it looked like if you put up a happy birthday sign, whatever those things that you put on the wall, that's what it looked like they put on the back oh, of his okay. head. It just could be mm-hmm. a curtain that he put on the back was of his head. He looked like but a red mop. Hey, let me buy this exactly. wig, but cut it like three fourths off and leave a fourth on this wig. Super glue it to my head, and yeah, his skin is. It did fall asleep disgusting. outside in Florida in the middle of the day. Like just looking at him every time he, you look at his back, and he's like going to do anything, and you, it's like, oh, gross. How do people like? How are people into this? Like you, I'm like, bro, you probably put 17 tanning booths like through college. Like you helped every person yeah. that like was in this industry. You All know, right. but I bet. You saw the Baywatch skit, man. They was on the beach. It was atrocious. And it will probably happen many times because it was just every time you're like, oh, geez. Like just old. Oh, is that like, why you, know, you like, see the house of hot picture? Because I did not get it at all when you said the there. old. The, <laughs> when you look at it and it's like, let me just rip like a strip of like old 200 year old leather. Like, let me find the old couch from like 1864. And I'm going to take that leather and I'm going to stitch it together on a person's body. And that's what Hulk Hogan's skin looks like. It's so gross. Reggie? Chris? Oh, me? My worst moment is by far the promotional segment for Pasta Mania. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the way, the, the, the place in the mall only lasted three to six months. That's all it lasted. <laughs> Did not even make it a year. Pasta Mania, yeah. Yes, Hulk Hogan had a pasta restaurant. What? <laughs> and yeah. it was a mall restaurant. What pasta is you getting to go like that at the bar? It's going to be the worst, literally the <laughs> worst mall food you've ever had in your life. That dude, that, he, I, I bet he had Sbarro's. That's what it was. 
And my, man, and my man was calling his fans Pasta Maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> he was killing me. Oh, so big, so big Bubba, what are you going to do with all the Soka Maniacs and Pasta Maniacs coming together and run wild on you? <laughs> Pasta maniacs. Yeah. As a kid, I would have definitely been a pasta maniac. I gotta go there, man. That's <laughs> right. I get in there and what's for kids? Got the smallest. <laughs> they didn't smallest have booty back then. He had to sell pasta. A small hey. spaghetti. Gross. He probably just yeah put spaghettios and like ragu together, served it to a person. Was like, here you go. Ragged it together. You know those Italian eateries at the mall? That's what he had. He just called it pasta mania. Them Ugh. Italian, nah, pasta mania didn't look on the level. No, it did not. It looked like tomorrow's look nice. Yeah, tomorrow's like, hey, this is pizza. This is like <laughs> pasta. This is whatever. And then that pasta mania looked like, hey, kid. You know that mall had a Sbarro's too. <laughs> so you had to make a choice, <laughs> right? But you know, but you know what the kids were choosing? Hulk Hogan. Oh, pasta easy. Mania. Yeah, and I would have been just like Chris. I'd have been like, I'll take y'all to get y'all's thing, and I'm going to eat me some real food from this other location. And what came first, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, what we talking, 95? Hey, I'm going to go to bed again. Y'all go ahead. uh... (laughs) Did the name come first, or did the idea come first? Did he think pasta mania? Oh, I should make like a pasta restaurant. <laughs> or did he think I should make a pasta restaurant? I'm gonna call it pasta mania. No, I think that there was a pasta restaurant that somebody was trying to put together and they went to Hulk Hogan being like, Hey, do you want to sponsor this? We can team up and I'll get better. I'm sure somebody gave him a bag and said, We want we want to do an Italian spot with you. We got this name called Pasta Mania. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, buddy. Nowadays, Vince would have told him, nah, it's for WrestleMania, that's mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Chris, worst moment? Worst moment for me. Postmania was right there. But I would say how the Ric Flair Sting match ended is the worst moment for me. I was Oh, that no contest bullshit. I was pissed with Arn Gabe to the ring. I'm like, what the fuck, Arn? That's because you forget that they're having this fake ass beef right now. You know, you got some, you got hold on, but damn, come on now. Don't be spoiling it now. <laughs> they got right. some real true, they got some real true beef. But Arn, but he didn't sell it to me, bro. That was the thing. Even when he did it, it, it wasn't even sold right to me how they was how he was coming in there. And I know also, he's a way better wrestler than that. One day it's gonna all make sense. Is he at the tail end of his career on this too? No, Thomas, tell him one day it's gonna all make sense. It will make complete sense. But I also would like to point out that Arn was born looking forty five years old. This man, I you were. think like I I'm thought he was old when I was young. No cash. Yes. Yes. No, Arn Arn said he somebody asked him once and Arn was just like, nah, I looked like I was 35 when I graduated high school. I was already bald and I already had the glasses on this stuff. Right. I've but, seen a picture of Arn 20 years old when he was still working at the uh grocery store in the meat department with no hair. He he had that same bald spot we always see, but it was so it was like a little frizz in the very front, like where a widow's peak would be. And he looked the exact same, just without the glasses. Also, I'd like to oh, point yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. He, he was smiling ass. He looked fool. like a hitman. Oh, yeah. About to bring That's the character. He, he is. He is a hitman. About to, uh, I was about to talk about something that's from episode two with Arn. But uh, uh, he yeah, like we're going to like get to it. He participated with Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> I tell you what. Hey, Thomas, what happened when somebody come up to Arn when he's sitting in his car? Oh, see, you know, you would just let somebody rob you. But that's not what Arn does. Arn's gonna pull out his Glock and he's gonna shoot that motherfucker right in the face. 
Because Arn's a beast and a killer, and you're a bitch. Arn would have started as the equalizer if he was if he was old enough today. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Arn got on national television and told him he had the Glock. So now, like, I'm gonna take the four or five. I'm gonna shoot you with this Glock right in the face, and then he slapped the shit out of Cody. <laughs> the main event. Thomas, what's your final say? My final say is probably going to be a very similar final say every week. So I remember the second I started watching this episode, Mondo, Mongo puts his dog in a costume every week, a different costume. He never repeats Pepe. the costume. Ain't it Pepe? And it is. I think Pepe uh, and Pepe was wearing a little devil costume, I believe it was, or a witch <laughs> costume, something like that. So my final say is like, I'm shouting, out, I'm shouting out Mongo and his dog and the outfits. Because I'm telling every single week he's going to have this dog in his hands with a different outfit whatever like the holiday or theme is or what's going on. It's great. Love the commentary team. I want to shout them out. Something I said about Eric a man with a little dog, man. I don't a get tiny it. dog. A I'm telling you. Bro, and you then lie. Bobby Heenan kept calling him Ben the whole episode. And I didn't get it. Then at the end, he was like, he looks like a rat. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> You've been calling him Ben the rat the whole episode. <laughs> you thinking of the Jackson 5? Okay, Bobby. And uh, for the record, uh, I'm pretty sure that the dog is Deborah's, and Mongo just brought it on TV every week. But you know, Deborah was his wife, yeah, at the time before she was Steve Austin's wife, and Jeff Jarrett's. So let's not forget, we're not gonna do her like that. <laughs> final say, Reggie. My final say is the setting having that match, not just the match, having the show in the Mall of America in my opinion, was a terrible idea. Ah, this ah, nigga's going up and down the elevator staring at the matches. Hilarious. It was hilarious. Like, what are these dudes doing? Also, I guarantee you they only put it in the Mall of America to promote Pasta Mania. Like, we all are in agreement that that's the only reason that they did it because Hulk had to open his shop. They had the Kids R Us in the background, service merchandise. I forgot all about the store service merchandise until I saw that. I was Let like, me, my word. Here's the best part. My buddy leans over because I watched it with him, and he was like, bro, what the fuck is Kids R Us? And I was like, it's a <laughs> clothing store for Toys it's R like Us. It's like Toys R Us, but it's clothes. And he was like, that existed? I was like, yeah, you never got forced to go in there, and you were like, mom. This is not the RS store we're trying to go to. Like, I'm trying to go to Toys R Us. Did you mishear that? Did you think this was the same store? Nah, and they tripled up because then they had babies R Us. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. They did a real Victoria's Secret like. Yeah, the Mall of America. What a good call out because that was just some nonsense. Not a fan <laughs> at all. I'm glad we didn't stay there. <laughs> well, damn, Reggie took my final say. Was that oh. your final say, the ball? The ball of America <laughs> was definitely my final say, but I'll pivot. Okay. Pivot? Because there was another thing that caught my eye. The graphics for that fra fall bra with the war games. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, and the way they were promoting it. <laughs> it was 95. That was cutting edge. That was probably so cutting edge. But you're right. It did look very sad. Kids, y'all have to understand, kids, if you're listening or any grown-up, man, who's just lived their whole life on HDTV, man, you got to understand, this is the era of the tube TV. Oh, like, the, like, the best TV, like, if the best TV that if you knew if somebody had a real good TV, it had that built-in screen with the tower in that bud with the speaker on the bottom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. 
if, if this is your first time watching Nitro, know that when we watched it as youth, that stage didn't look like that. It looked no. way better. You couldn't see back behind there. It was all black. <laughs> now you can see him like walking up to the stage. It did yeah. coming through. Because <laughs> I'm thinking 1995, we were staying at Club Meadows then, right, Reggie? Yep. So we had the old, we still had the old school TV from Texas. I don't even remember the what bedroom. TV we had there. I'm talking about the TV, ladies and gentlemen, with cable that was built into the actual box. So you actually hit your remote <laughs> three, four, and that's how you change the channel. There wasn't no cable remote for the cable box. Yeah, this is so old. Like you said, the bet. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that this was 480 at the absolute best. You, you have money. You have money if you had channels past 40. <laughs> yeah, like like Chris says, you had money if, if your TV was its own stand it's like you i remember going to uncle harold's house and you'd walk in there a big ass big screen tv that was like easily oh this is a big oh, screen okay. tv at like 60 inches and that hole was probably 400 pounds and was like yes probably the width of a queen size bed yeah and was like just took up the whole living room and then the speakers were all built in the bottom of that hole and you were just like man this looks so great yeah facts i remember okay. them days man you I remember going to school bragging that I had HBO. Y'all ain't got right. HBO. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, that broke-ass like, daddy can't afford oh. it. You don't know about Babar? That's on you. Okay. Encyclopedia. That's messed up, man. All right. So are we going to tell about what we're looking forward to next week, or are we just going to leave them in suspense? Oh, uh, yeah. Next week, as they showed, you know, you got the – Another U.S. title match to look forward to with Sting. This hey, time versus who is the money guy? BK Wall Street. Right. That's IRS. Let's be honest. That's IRS. He was IRS in WWF. He's VK Wall Street now, which uh, of course stands for Vincent Kennedy Wall Street. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> they was making fun of Mr. McMahon, and then most of all. You get to look forward to another Hogan title match. <laughs> oh, uh, also against Lex Luger. Like yeah, Bischoff trying to sell everything when Scott Norton comes down to interrupt Savage, and then Savage's like, "Let's do it right now, brother. We can get in the ring and do it." Yeah. You think I that was supposed to happen? Hulk Hogan's spill was, "I see you've been playing games or whatever, whatever, but you still deserve a shot." I'm like, "What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you playing games." Yeah, Hogan is a terrible. Promo. I wish Jimmy Hart would do his job and <laughs> grab the mic. What the fuck are you there for? Like that Hogan <laughs> promo opened with, you don't gotta wait the whole week. You don't gotta wait a month. If you shake my hand right now, brother, I'll wrestle you next week. You just said you didn't have to wait. And then Luger is like looking around like, uh, what? <laughs> and Luger is the worst promo in the history of wrestling. So imagine what he thinking. Sting there was Sting there. Not this time. Sting comes out next week, but I'm telling you, Sting. It's so sad when you watch uh, Macho and Sting trying to talk, and then you see Luger and Hogan in the background, and they're both trying to get on the mic, and they're like, "Hey, y'all need to stay over there. You better not come over here towards this mic." Like, I got this. You know, it's It's gonna become very clear to you very soon, Chris, that Sting should be the champion and Hogan should be at home. But we'll get to watch that for weeks. Oh, (laughs) can't wait. Well, yeah, that's it. There it is. Simpson on Nitro. 
another name, no gimmicks except for what we want. Uh, okay. Keep it right here. Your boy Playmaker, check me out. Playmaker316 on Instagram and Twitter. If you know my government name, it should be not hard to find. You can maybe find me on Facebook and maybe we'll become friends there. And don't forget about Hot Potato 3 Jams, Kansas City's number one for hip hop and RB. Three to seven Monday through Friday, Playmaker Show. Best to believe it. Okay. And it's Rich, aka Rich, exclamation point. You can find me at livefromthis.com for the music and livefromthat.com for the merch. And it's me, Thomas. You can find me on Twitter at Stimby is King. And if you'd like, I do another podcast, not just these two with my brothers, Unqualified Observers. Uh, no gimmicks. We don't have to sing this time. But if you want to come <laughs> over there, <laughs> you can uh, you can check us out. We just did Highlander 2, reviewed that. Uh, you don't have to watch the movie. You can just come listen. And coming up, we're going to be dropping. Actually, you know what? I just lied to every person listening because we're not dropping this right now. So that episode is months old probably. But you should come and uh, check out Unqualified Observers and see come, whatever baby, we're doing baby, currently. Come, baby, come, come. You know what, man? And after this episode, I'm gonna have an ending for us because I'm gonna do the Shivani. We're almost out of time, but I need to know <laughs> <laughs> the exact words of it because that'll be hilarious and then just cut myself off. Shout out to Tony Shivani, man. Uh, hey, shout out. People know what I'm talking about. I will talk to you later, friends. And in the words of Jim Nance, peace, baby. Ha 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 ha!